What's up, guys? Thanks again for joining us on even another episode of Even More About Nothing. I'm one of your hosts, Rafiki. Hi, and I'm your other host, Mookie. I know I'm not really a host because I'd be going a lot. I'm kidding. No, I'm your host, Mookie, and I'm back. We, we back in the building. And um, this episode of Even More About Nothing is brought to you by Jouet, fashionable gaming clothing for people in the culture and people outside of the culture. Because then they see you in your Duck Goku shirt, and you're like, oh, that shirt's cool. But they don't know who Goku is. But you do, so you're about to turn up on him. <laughs> For more fashionable gaming nerd culture clothing, go check out Jouet.co. J-O-U-E dot C-O. Back at the show. All right, man. It's been a good week, man. I've been gone. I was gone last week. I heard the show. You guys are doing good. We need yeah. to just get Jimmy a spot on the show. And, and Jimmy's probably going to be joining me on even more about gaming. So you got to work out details for that. Yeah. We uh, need to hurry up and, and, and roll that out. You've been talking about it since the beginning of the year. Yeah, but you know, I want to hear my thing. The reason that show hasn't rolled out yet is because I really want to do it right. And then we were like trying to figure out our recording situation. But we're back now. And now that we know everything's going to be set, even more about gaming will probably be rolling, I want to say, end of August, start of September. At our one year mark? Yeah, right around that one year mark. I think that's when we're going to start rolling out new shows officially. Uh, that's when I'm hoping to get my side going. Yeah, we're going to have uh, those two shows going. So, even more about nothing is going to be turning into a network. Um, the About Nothing Network, ABN. Um, so we told you we were working on big plans. We're still working on anything, but um, keep your eyes out for the About Nothing Network. And we're just going to put out content. We're going to put out even more about nothing, even more about anime, even more about games. Might even do and even more about music with Tim, even more about movies with Matt. Um, so we got ideas. You know, we're working. We're trying to trying to build a network of content for you guys so you guys if you like us if you like the way we discuss things um if not the way we're just the the way we talk about things you can follow more of our content and help us grow um and just so we can just be entertainers because that's what we just like doing we just like keeping you guys entertained but um let's get into the quick gameplay segment what you've been playing bro um a ton of overwatch still um that game is flawless so good. That game is flawless. So good. Um, competitive on PlayStation finally has gotten started. Gotten a couple rounds, taken a couple beatings. I've played pretty decently. Not uh, like for first match, I ended up I think going. Well, I mean it was it was basic. I went one and one in terms of KD. Um, I mean one on my KD, one for one. Uh, but second game was a little better. Still took losses. No thanks to the team. But it's been a lot of fun, that game. I don't know. It's engrossed me. I still haven't finished Uncharted. I love Uncharted. Me neither. And I'm so <laughs> close to the end, too. That's the bad part. Yo, I have to finish that game within the next one month. Because if I don't finish it in the next it one month. It might not I will, finish it, this year. No, I might not finish it this year at all. I have games from 2014 I'm still trying to beat. It's bad, bro. It's bad. But that's been my primary right now. Is playing a lot of Overwatch. I checked my career. I was checking my stats. I've put in almost ten hours with Hanzo alone, alone, just with Hanzo. And I'm like, how much time have I put in this game? Right. Like, sheesh. And um, so a lot of you guys know I'm a console agnostic, so I go where the games are. But I'm starting to find out a lot of my friends are really heavy into Overwatch on Xbox One. So. Starting in August, they're like maybe July. I might start running some serious Overwatch on Xbox One with the homies, you know. And if you guys are on systems, hit me up on PS4, the real Mookie 833, because somebody's fraudulent and PlayStation will let us change their names. And somebody's out here running around with my gamer tag, bro. When I find you, we're gonna have a very strongly worded conversation about why you need to delete your whole account so I can have my name, bro. Anyway, um, I'm kidding. Um, you can find me Black Rafiki. Yeah, and on then PlayStation Network. Yeah, I'm on Steam. Pretty much everything, uh, every one of my gaming accounts is some sort of Mookie833. There's some variation of Mookie833. Um, and it's usually me. PS4, it's the real Mookie833. Xbox One, it's Mookie833. Steam is Mookie833. Um, when Pokemon Go launches, you're going to see Mookie833. That's going to be me. Um, 
but yeah, I'm really excited, really excited to play some Overwatch competitive within the next few weeks. I'm not, I haven't gotten into it. I'm still trying to decide what console I want to focus on because I really like the way it plays on PS4, but all the homies on Xbox One and the PC is really, really, really balanced. Like, I feel like when you play guys like Soldier 76 on console and you go to play them on PC, your accuracy just goes through the roof. I'm like, oh, okay, this is cool. I could deal with this. Um, so looking forward to playing for more of that. I need to finish Uncharted. I don't know what I'm doing in my life. Because I play a whole ton of Mass Effect 1. I started up Dragon Age Origins again, which I don't know why, because that game's going to consume my life like it always does. And then I also started playing Witcher 1 a little bit. So I'm running three 100-hour-plus RPGs at the same time while still trying to play Overwatch and still trying to like dig out my backlog and stuff like that. So... I'm just I'm just playing games, bro. That's the moral of the story. We just out here playing games. We're playing what we like. We're just having fun with them. Um, keep your eyes peeled. We might start running some more in the fall when we get um, some some paperwork stuff done. We might start running some giveaways as companies as a company. Um, so we'll give you like websites to follow, Twitter accounts, Instagrams to follow, how to get involved in all that stuff. When we get the YouTube channel rolling with that content, we're gonna try and have content out weekly, if not like every couple of days um, so you guys it's can a t- lot of work. yeah it's a lot of work and we're really working on trying to get the video editing um, content and like we have enough enough memory um, we're working on getting a website for you guys so you guys can have a website to just go find all our content um, so we're working and it's hard but we're gonna get it done but um, let's get into the discussion segment do you want to keep talking about overwatch so we can talk about overwatch competitive yeah I think since we've already started there let's go ahead and, and, and wrap that all up yeah um so with the Overwatch, with the oh snap, sorry about that. Um, yeah, I'll have to get that in a second. <laughs> um, with uh, Overwatch uh, starting as competitive, um, it's a lot of fun. Um, it, I mean, it's pretty basic. No characters can be, you know, no duplicate characters when you play with your squad and. Um, basically, it's a bit of a point system. Three rounds. Um, I guess technically two rounds, depending on how well uh, your your squad does. But a total of three rounds max. Um, what am I missing? I mean, it's super super basic in terms of how they run the competitive. I'm missing something though. Um. So the rules are: I don't think you can start playing competitive until you're ranked 25. That's and, it. Yeah. So when you start ranked 25, and then here's the thing. You play 10 placement matches, and depending on how good you do in those placement matches, wins and losses, but um, it's also it's an algorithm. If um, Once you get placed, you get placed in anything from 1 to 100, 100 being the highest, so you climb up a rank, not, you don't go down. I know some people, you start like 25 and go down to 1. You start, this is anywhere ranking from 1 to, tw- 1 to 100. And so you play your 10 placement matches, and you get placed within that group. Also, the, the when you keep winning... Um, going up and going down is 100% win-based. If you win or lose, you still go up. If you win, you go up. If you lose, you go down, regardless of how well you do. So it's very, very, very team-focused right now rather than individually focused, which could be broken because you might have someone on the opposing team who goes, like, my buddy, he went 63-1, and won, but because they lost, he still lost. He went down in ranking. So I don't think that's fair. Like, So they might need to balance that out. Additionally... If you're playing against, they have this underdog and favorite system. So if you're the underdog, um, you gain more experience if you win, and you lose less experience when you lose because that's what's supposed to happen. You're supposed to lose. And if you're the favorite and you win, you don't get as much experience. But if you lose and you're the favorite, you lose more experience. experience. It gets exponentially bigger the amount of experience you gain or lose depending on how big of a difference is. So if you're 55... You should never run into anyone that's a 70 or 80. But if you run into an 80 and you manage to beat them, you're going to gain way more experience than they will. And they're going to lose a ton of experience, which I don't know. I think it's an okay system. It definitely has a lot of work to get done um, to really make it that, you know, A1 awesome competitive system where people feel like they're being rewarded and, you know, they're putting hard work and they're getting good results out of it. Mm-hmm. We will, we'll see. Time will tell. Um, new seasons every, I think, three months, two months or three months. So the new, uh, the first season just started uh, about a couple days ago. It runs till I think the end of August or mid September, somewhere in there. 
So uh, we'll see how it goes. But it, it, it's tough. It, it really is tough. My first two placement matches, I both lost. Granted, in both those games I played, half the team quit. Mm, that sucks. So yeah, I feel like this is the thing you have to get squads with. That's another thing. Like that that made it very very difficult. So it was like, ooh, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play through this round, do the best I can. But like, it's almost pointless when you you're running three v six. Unless you guys, unless the entire team can wreck everybody and get team kills every single time, I don't know how it's gonna work. Right. But, oh well, we'll see. But it, it made it hard, so my first two placement matches sucked. So who knows how that's going to affect the result for later. Hey, I haven't played competitive yet, but I'm looking forward to playing some competitive within the next week or two. Um, and then the season, there's going to be seasonal rewards. Once you play your placement matches, you get a spray and an emblem just to say, hey, I'm in the competitive, or it's just like a commemorative, like, hey. Yeah. And then it's going to be different sprays and different emblems from different seasons. And then depending on how well you do, turns out you get the rewards, such as gold skins for your guns and stuff like that. And gold skins are going to be easier to get the better you are as a player, but they're going to be something that everyone can get. And I mean gold skins for your guns, not your character. I don't know if they've introduced character gold skins yet, but that's nah, definitely something they're doing for the enough. guns. Yeah. Just, I'm, I'm just excited about it, and it's a lot of fun, and there's, it's a nice way to kind of kill time too. So, um, all right, shall we move on to the next one? Yeah. Um, you want to take this one? Um, yeah, I'll take the next one. Um, I wanted to touch on this. Uh, I'm a part of the fandom that was highly upset when it went away. Um, so I don't know if a lot of you guys have heard or seen the news, but. Young Justice has been talked about quite a bit in the last four-ish months. Mm -hmm. There was word that, you know, Netflix was trying to pick it up, which people would be awesome. And then later you hear word that um, season three has been already written. So we're just waiting on word from Netflix. But it officially came out as to why the series ultimately got canceled and how to get it going again. Um, basically, the bottom line of this article was the reason it was a show that was canceled um, was that not enough toys were being bought. That's so stupid. No, that but literally, that's how they were getting funding for the show. Okay. So okay. Mantle was making toys. The toys were being sold. The money was going from Mantle to DC to produce the show. That's literally how that cycle was working. Mm-hmm. Because the toys were not being bought, therefore it canceled the show. Which sucks. Because the show was amazing. Um, which it, I think it's, it's a bit of a dumb way to kind of base your funding. Um, but... Sometimes that's, I, I guess that's the only way really some, maybe some shows are able to do it. I don't know necessarily a whole lot. I'm not in that side of stuff or well-versed in that side of business to really know. That's the only option. But um, one of the showrunners was asked in an interview, what is the way to bring Young Justice back for a third season? Because as they've already said, some of these showrunners are like, season three is already written. Actually, they have the layout for basically how this entire show was supposed to go. Um, and he said, this, the after giving the explanation on how it got canceled, he said the most simple way was, one, to keep tweeting it, which I, I know people for a while there were tweeting a mess out of it. I, I think I've seen it in the last maybe five months. I saw it trending, I think, on three different times. Yeah. Um, he said another thing was every so often be it, uh, you know, once a week, a couple times a week, a few times a month, whatever you're doing, always keep watching an episode on Netflix because it bolsters those numbers and it pushes um, that towards Netflix saying, hey, this show is getting a lot of airtime. Maybe there is an opportunity. And actually, when I watch shows, like sometimes I'll just watch them like in the background. I need to start doing that. And that's a way to support the show. Like, if you're like, I got most people dual screen at work 
and they have like music playing on one thing. What I'll probably start doing is when I'm working on like plans and stuff like that, I'll dual screen it and I'll uh, put it in the background so I can listen to it while I watch it. Oh yeah, um, it, 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 I never really knew. I guess it made it makes sense, but you never really think about when you watch these shows. They find a way to record those numbers and really showing your support for a show is what forces them to keep making shows. Um, and of course, you know, doing stuff like buying the DVDs and the Blu-rays also help as well. But for those of you who may not know, there is a whole comic line for Young Justice, the TV show, that exists on Comixology. And that's actually one of the other ways that they say to really support it. So apart from buying the DVDs on iTunes or in, you know, in, in the stores, is going and checking out the digital the digital series, which you can find on Comixology or on iTunes. Not to mention, those sales go directly to DC Comics, allowing them to create that revenue so hopefully we can bring back that show. Because this show was amazing. The plot line, the character development, and just the, the team building was just phenomenal. Um, and I don't think we see enough of that in TV today sometimes because I mean we got shows like The Amazing World of Gumball where it's so brainless pretty much and I'm like yes it's kind of funny but where's yeah, the substance like, man and they really actually I, I like Jung Justice because they talked a lot about a lot of them um, coming to age stuff um, dealing with friends dealing with betrayal dealing with physical changes um, like Morgana had this whole like um, Megan more whatever not yeah, Morgan 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 Megan whatever her American name is Manhunter's niece she had this one arc it was about three episodes where she was conflicted about her green skin and it really was an episode like a series like an individual conflict about self acceptance and you know not to mention she was not green skinned yeah because like. she was so she would costume herself. Um, in like regular human skin or whatever so she could feel accepted or whatever and it just came like it was it came out like with a beautiful resolution it was like you know what i am martian i am who i am i'm not ashamed of being this i'm not afraid of I'm not, yeah. I'm not afraid of what people are going to think of me and if you can't accept me that way fine you're not someone to want in my life and i think that's a good message to have to kids you know and besides like all the action stuff like really messages about self-acceptance really accept messages about friendship messages about like losing friends gaining friends who to trust who not to trust how to handle a loss um all these messages family conflicts um um so I really, I really like, commend them for having, you know, like he said, substance to the show instead of just a bunch of fluff. So, <laughs> I'm really whelmed right now. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I used to say that so much. I'm like, ah, I'm just, I'm just whelmed. You're not overwhelmed. No, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm pretty much just whelmed. So it's all right. Uh, that's uh, to me. That's a classic line from that show. Yeah, it's but. such a good one. Um, but yeah, no, those are the ways really that if, if you are a fan of that show in any capacity, like go check those avenues out, um, really, um, you know, really give it, you know, your vote on Netflix or some of your money on iTunes, be it through the DVDs or the comics. So thought I'd just touch on that and. Bring your justice back, or what's what's the hashtag for it? It's uh, keeping young justice, or something like that. I don't know. What is the hashtag? Oh, keep bringing uh, YJ. Keep bringing young justice. Hashtag keep bringing YJ. Guys, go tweet it out right now. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna tweet it on our page. There you go. <laughs> tweet it on there our you page. Go. All right, Twitter, where are you? All right, uh, what's next on the list? Um, so I kind of wanted to talk about, um, again, I haven't read any of the other reviews on any of the other sites, but Inside, which is a game that is the sequel, not direct sequel, but um, it's the second game um, by, I think, Play Dead, and they made Limbo, and now they've made Inside. Limbo was like the game 
that kicked open the doors for like uh, indie development. Huge, huge, huge debuted on Xbox. Um, what is it? Summer of Arcade. So um, blew the doors wide open for indie games, and we got games like Pez and The Witness got a 10 earlier this year. This is the second game to get a 10 on IGN this year. And it's also the second game. It's the So two games have gotten a 10 this year. And they're both been indie games. One's been a puzzle game, one's been a platformer. But it really just speaks to the to the quality of games being made, you know? Like, and like it took Jonathan Blow and his team seven years to make this game, and now he's selling like crazy. I think it really just sends, like, if you make games that the people can connect with on an emotional level, on a deeper level, with the story, with the, what's going on in the world, I really just speaks to, like, gamers really want games with substance, you know? We just don't want iterative junk. And I think, like, the declining sales in Call of Duty shows that. The declining sales in Assassin's Creed shows that. That's why they took a year off. And hopefully, I hope they come back stronger than ever. Like, we got to meet Troy Baker and... and uh, Nolan North. Nolan North. Nolan North. And the other guy. I think his name's Pete? Or Paul? Yeah, yeah, Paul, Paul. Paul, he's the voice of the Assassin in Syndicate. I mean, I didn't know who the guy was back then, but, like, Syndicate was a decent game. And I really hope they get, like rebuild on that like really make that franchise great again because I love Assassin's Creed I wanted Assassin's Creed for a long time um, but I really want I want a good Assassin's Creed I want a story that means something I want characters that are interesting characters that draw me in but it also kind of is conflicting because I don't want to be waiting 10 years for Final Fantasy 15 because um, like it took 7 years to make this the games I'm excited for always Elder Scrolls games Elder Scrolls 6 isn't coming out for another 4 to 5 years That's maybe a long time. maybe GTA 6 isn't coming out for another 4 to 5 years maybe we don't even know when we're going to get another Red Dead maybe in 2 I'm years that's a solid Hearts. maybe you're still waiting on Kingdom Hearts like i love that they take time with their games but you really like it doesn't matter if you take 7 years to make a game if your game is just subpar or average you really got to um, that's why i really commend CD Project Red they just finished up The Witcher, and they're like, hey, guys, we're breaking on Cyberpunk 2077, but we're finishing up everything we have to do with The Witcher first. And, like, let me tell you, they've gotten rewarded for The Witcher and how they handled their, the, that, the, the whole Witcher game. Yeah. They've gotten a lot of people buy that game, and a lot of people bought the DLC because the DLC is worth it. And that speaks to another thing in the game development. I know I've said this before, but it just, like, shows how passionate about, I am about it. Like, when you treat customers like... With respect as to how you handle your game and your DLC, because they put out the full $60 game, which was 100-plus hours. And not everybody can make 100-plus hours. I know it takes a lot of money to get to that point. So they put a they put out a great game already, and then they gave you 16 free DLCs, and then they made you pay for the big expansions. And then that's how they feel. And I really, like, I really support that decision. Like, skins and things like that, that stuff should be free because you already paid $60 for the game. Now, games like FIFA, Madden 2K, that's like microtransactions stuff. They could have done that easily. Pay th- three bucks, get this Witcher suit. Pay six bucks, get this, 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 and that. Uh, you pay 12 bucks to get all three quests. No, they gave all that stuff for free. There were quests that were given away for free. Like... There weren't, like, media expansions, but you paid for the media expansions, and they were worth it. And, like, the last one that just came out is just as big as... This is an expansion we're talking about. It is just as big as, if not bigger, landscape than the main game itself. It's an entirely different region of the world. And there's, like, mini quests and everything. And I think that's an amazing way to do it. I know not everybody has that leisure, but I think it's a good example to follow. And I want more people to follow that example, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so really happy... Um, to see what the future holds as far as game development, really taking time with your games, because we're not going to see the Kojima game for a long time. <laughs> Look how Metal Gear came out. It took a long time, and it got a 10. So really, really excited for the future of gaming. I really hope these guys take their time. I'm really also excited. Um, there's this one thing I saw. Um, some guy dis- somebody had discovered this particle that's going to make quantum computing possible. And if that happens within the next 10 years... Like, you're not going to have to take seven years to make a GTA V. You could probably make it in three with the processing speed and the power of these computers. But I'm really interested to see how technology influences game design and how quick we can get good games. But not just how quick we were, like how much, how how significantly lively these worlds are going to be. We're gonna, I hope to get, like, universes. I really want to get a true, like, exploratory universal game. Like, I know, like... 
No Man's Sky is the first big step into that genre. But I really want a Mass Effect. I want a game like Mass Effect with the story of an amazing, like, person who's scouring the universes and having all these adventures but i really want like planetary exploration so where you go to a planet you go to a different planet it's different races it's different breeds and like i'm not saying these things don't ex- already exist in mass effect but i want it on a larger grander scale imagine mass effect like the story and the action of mass effect in no man's sky imagine how amazing that would be so i'm really interested to see how the future of like gaming comes out so i'm just i'm really hyped for a lot of that um the other thing I want to talk about is um, Zelda. Zelda's looking really, really, really good. And they've said the reason they wanted to do it that way is because they felt like every Zelda game is taking a step forward. Um, and the reason they're doing this open-air Zelda, yeah. where, like, the biggest thing... E3, they showed this one plateau was talking about this, and no one was able to avoid the entire plateau because it was so huge. And then they zoomed out, and it's one piece... It is one of the smallest sections in the entire game. Now, I don't know. I hope we get back to this because a few games have done it in the past to where, like, Skyrim's done it, but Skyrim, is, it's compact. It's a large world, but it's very compact. Which after you play the game for a while, like, I memorized where all the streets were. I memorized where everything is. So once you get to playing the game, you can ride. You can literally, in Skyrim, you can ride a horse or walk or run from one end of the map to the other end of the map. What I've been noticing is when we get these big, especially with Witcher, I helped... I really, I mean, I understand why they've done it in Witcher. Like, these zones are huge, but they're interconnected, and you fast travel between them. I really want to get to the point where we're building worlds in video games where you can literally ride your car, drive, walk, do whatever you got to do from one end of the world to the other, and I still want it to be filled with NPCs that are interesting, side quests, side tunnels. Like, cause my, we've talked about some of my favorite parts of Skyrim. Like, yeah. you'll be playing Skyrim and you walk down the street, and all and of a sudden comes try to kill you, and you start a side mission. Yeah, someone tries to kill you, and you're like, wait, what's going on? And all of a sudden, that's how you start the um, Dark Brotherhood side quest, or like I remember the DLC, the DLC. Oh, that you remember that the, the remember. Dragonborn. Yeah, you got stuck on the Dragonborn. I got section. stuck. I killed three or four dragons, and some dude come out in Ghost Spirit. Ah, it's mine now. You took my dragon soul. What yep. you? <sighs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Things like that, like or like, um, like one time I was walking down the street. I was, I was, uh, yeah, I was walking down the street. I was going to one of my main missions, and this little Khajiit comes up, and he was like, "All right, you need to drop." He was like, "Nice to meet you. Um, you need to drop everything you got on your hands right now because I'm about to rob you." And I had a conversation with him. Like I had my um, my speech was really high. So I didn't, like, intimidate him. I just convinced him to, like, give me the information about the Thieves Guild. And that's how, that was the very, very first time I started the Thieves Guild. And then, like, even the thing about it is the world is evolving and growing around you. So, like, I got to the point where I became the master of the Thieves Guild. And I had an initiate try to rob me. And I'm like, do you know who I am? And then I ended up giving him a mission on the spot. I'm like, you need to go. Like, I run the Thieves Guild. You need to go do some work. You need to pitch in. What are you doing with your life? So I'm really hyped to really get back into those games and like really get. My, I'm so ready for that remaster. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Uh, it's bad. I'm buying it on every system. I'm buying it on every system. Not so much I love Skyrim. I'm buying it on PC. Buying it on PS4 and Xbox One. I love that. Well, once you buy it on Xbox, you'll have it on PC anyways. We don't know if. Oh, well, for sure. Yeah, we don't know if it's gonna be Xbox One play anywhere yet. Yet, if but, it is play anywhere, I'll just do it that way. But at the same time, it might be out far enough that they may yeah, exactly. do that. Yeah, I mean, I think they're they're trying to roll out Xbox One play anywhere by fall, and the game doesn't come out until September, right? Or is that did they time? announce a date? I don't remember I them announcing a date. I think there was a either a date or a month. I'm pretty sure. Uh, let's see, Skyrim remaster. Oh. Thank God for uh, technology. October. Oh, it's October. Yeah, I knew they announced a month. I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. Bro. Mm. 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 So we're going to be playing a lot of Skyrim when that comes out? Yes. Cool. Anyway, yeah. So next thing I kind of want to discuss um, is... um. Games 
that get announced a little too far ahead of time. Um, yeah. I'm really getting sick and tired of that. But um, I think we've already talked about that, so we can slide past that. I think everybody knows about it by now. Yeah, cool. Um, <laughs> we talked about Zelda. You know, yeah, let's actually just get into the um, top five. Because okay. we, don't, we don't have that much to discuss this week. It's kind of a light week in gaming news. Um, besides, obviously, the huge Overwatch stuff. There's some stuff going on with The Division. Um, it's kind of broken with the new patch. What about Destiny? Um, Destiny's patch is the 28th, I believe. Okay. And that's going to come on PS4 first, I believe, and then Xbox One. That sounds a little rare, it coming out on PlayStation first. Huh? Sounds a little rare, it coming out on PlayStation no, first. No, they've been doing that since they released. They've been partnering uh-huh. with PlayStation. So uh-huh. all the expansions usually come to PlayStation first and then come the Xbox One, um, which is why I'm conflicted about where to play Destiny because all my homies are on Xbox One, but I also started playing with Jimmy and Jimmy's people, and I still have a few friends on PS4 who still like to play, so um, I think we'll probably just run Xbox One because that's where, you know, you start somewhere, might as well stick with it. Um, but yeah, Destiny's... Um, and again, like, that's another issue I have with these open-world expansions. Like, when they expand on the world and end up... Sp- Destiny's gotten better about it, but, like, ends up breaking the flow, and then you lose players, and they have to gain players back and gain traction. So I really hope Division can really get into some really good stuff, because I love that game. I love that game. So I really hope they can figure out a way to, you know, keep customers and um, keep gamers engaged. Um, but, yeah, let's talk into about this top five. Um, top five of the day is top five fantasy worlds. Now we're discussing like, do we want to keep this fantasy, high fantasy, low fantasy, medieval, um, Greek mythology or sci-fi? And I think we're just gonna keep it like fantasy in general. And this is gonna be across TV. This is gonna be across TV, video games, and movies. Um, which even that can have its own. Yeah, which you can probably do. We could probably break those down in the individual ones so i'm gonna go ahead and kick right off mass effect and these are in no order because i love these almost equally the mass effect universe amazing the witcher universe amazing the dragon age universe amazing the elder scrolls universe amazing and then lastly um i know i've done all games so far i think i'm gonna pick a movie right now and nope i take that back i'm gonna give it to the final fantasy universe those series i love all I don't want to say equally because I like some more than I like the others, but there are moments in my life where one of those games, one of those universes just completely... Like right now, the Witcher universe has all my attention. I'm hyped for the Witcher card game. I'm excited for the Witcher books that I keep listening to. I'm like The Witcher one is a hard game to go back to. It's hard, but I'm still having a good time playing that game. That just speaks to how good and well-designed that game was. It has its problems, don't get me wrong, but like yeah. the fact that it's 2016 and I'm, I'm playing the first Witcher again just like, speaks volumes about the story. Um, is it hard to look at sometimes? Yeah. The, are the controls the, the best? No. Um, and I'm actually going to recommend, if you guys plan on playing The Witcher 3 on PC, and if you haven't already or whatever, go get yourself, do yourself a favor, get the wired Xbox One controller and play it that way, because, like, Xbox focusing on PC, Xbox PC Play Anywhere, they're actually designing their PCs with Bluetooth technology in them that actually sync up faster with PC, the Xbox One Slim. You can buy one of those controllers right now off the website, um, and you can actually personalize them. It's, um, I think it's Xbox design studio um if you just go to the xbox website and buy accessories you can buy the newer controller with the f- with the grips on the back and has the bluetooth technology bluetooth technology that syncs up with the pcs faster syncs up with consoles faster has less um lag more reliability or you can even buy one of those wired controllers so it's really really cool stuff on there i'm hoping they put out I want to I wanna learn more about the, the bluetooth technology that's in there because i know it works faster with everything i wonder if they're going to put out an advanced version of the Xbox One Elite controller with that Bluetooth technology, but because that controller is already pretty much far ahead of anything right now. Yeah. So if it already has the technology built in, that's cool. If not, I hope they put out an updated Xbox One Elite controller because I'll definitely buy that because I love the Xbox One Elite controller. It's a little heavier to play with. It's a little yeah. bit more meatier, but it's definitely worth it. Okay. So, so go ahead and give your top five. Um, no, like, serious particular order. Um... 
Skyrim or the Elder Scrolls series. Um, actually, I think that was like the really like the first series in terms of games like of that nature that Mookie, you got me involved in. I I lost I lost some time of my life to those games thanks to you. <laughs> um, so that's on the list. I love the Kingdom Hearts series. Very much so. If anything, that may just be the number one, and everything else is no particular order. Um. Oh shoot! I had like I had a solid list in my head. Legend of Zelda would be. Right. Yeah. 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 Very much so. So the Zelda world, I've always enjoyed it. I haven't always been like engrossed in it, but I've been always enjoyed going back. And, you know, maybe playing an older game or seeing what, you know, what's new with it or how the lore is looking and whatnot. So it's always a good it's always a good one just to go back and just kind of see what's happening and see how much is developed. Uh, so that's three. Man. Um, shoot. There's so there's just so many stuff out there, though. Um, shoot. Of course, like I had most of my list in my head, and all of a sudden it like ran away from me. Skyrim. So Skyrim, Legends of Kingdom Hearts. Oh, um, oh, it's a game. What the heck is it? You know what? I'm Googling it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, shoot. Oh, well, Final Fantasy actually should be on my list, too. I played a lot of Final Fantasy. Um, and then... Star Wars. Star Wars will land on that list too. I don't know how I left that. Okay, I think we have to split it up. <laughs> the game universe and movie universes are not crossing over because I can't leave Star Wars off that. Not to mention things like. I mean, but then you've got Star Trek too. Exactly. And, I, love, uh, I don't uh, know which one I like more. That's the conflicting part because I used to be a heavy Trekkie. I, huge. I, okay, I was a huge Trekkie before I really got into Star Wars, but then like. Rewatching everything in preparation for episode seven and episode seven being so phenomenal, not to mention that it came at the perfect time with all my Disney Infinity like addiction, RIP Disney Infinity, like that just like blew my mind for like the Star Wars universe. And then we started getting into Star Wars Rebels and we we watched some Clone Wars. Oh man, like, like I feel like as far as the universes go, those are my top two sci fi universes. Star Trek and Star Wars because it's just uh, so really good <laughs> well there's our top five uh, next is Money to Blue yeah alright call me what you want but you can't call me broke money pull up with that chopper and a telescope okay um what have I done this weekend I had no comics from my pull list this week. I have old comics on there I need to go pick up, but I haven't picked them up yet. I only have four comics on my pull list. I need to go extend that. I need to go make it bigger. Ugh. I need to go add more rebirth ones, or yeah. Um, n- nothing really. That's that's it. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty much just like stuff for the party. Um. So, like, party favorites, food, um, all the stuff for the jungle juice. Um, about to, um, about to start upgrading some stuff. I fixed my phone. Um, already starting to save for the iPhone 7S Pro. Is that the official name now? I don't know if it's the official name, but, like, that's Look, the... there's so many rumors. There's so many stuff. rumors. So, that's another thing. It's there's like, iPhone's supposed to put out three phones next time. Because now there's the the, the there's the standard line, there's the S line, and now there's an S Pro line. So, the phone I want to get is the iPhone 7S Pro Plus. 
We'll see. And as it is supposedly, because I like the plus line. They're replace. They're gonna replace a sky gray color or with blue, right? Black. Because I know it's black, an entire white. black. Like there's there's jet black or midnight black. I'm not sure which one it is, but it's all black. Then there's gonna be white. Then there's gonna be blue. So I thought there's five colors because there's still gold and rose gold. There's only four colors. But I know rose gold and gold are staying. So it the sky gray had a a black face on it. Mm-hmm. That's the only one with a black face, and then all the other ones have white faces. Uh-huh. Um, but the sky gray color, they're gonna just change that to black. Is the supposed rumor? We'll see. Look, there's a lot still going on. Um, there's still de- the biggest thing is they're still trying to figure out that headphone jack situation. Apparently, whether they're gonna eliminate it, whether they're still making it smaller. Which obviously, I think at this point, I think it's been confirmed that they're gonna have. New headphones for it. Yeah, yeah. Going to be entirely so Bluetooth. So what? One thing that they're saying they're going to do is they're getting rid of the standard audio jack. But what I've heard is they're actually in a, they're creating a new. There's two ones. I've heard two things. I've heard the earpods, which are the entirely wireless ones, mm-hmm. and I've also heard about they're still going to come with standard wired earphones, and it's going to be your classic iPhone design. But the cord, instead of having an aux cord, it plugs into the charge port. And since it's USB, it's going to carry the frequency um, better. So they eliminate the port. You still can plug in and listen to your music. Um, but I've also heard like that the 7 Pro is going to come with the ear pods, which are the wireless ones that you just plug in your ear and go. Which I like, but I feel like I'm going to lose those things um, easily. Yeah, I kind of yeah. like the... I think they need to do something with Dre Beats uh, and integrate integrate some Dre Beats. Because I really like the Dre Beats that are wireless where you just put it in your ear uh-huh. and you stick it to your phone. If they so put a pair of those actually, in a box, so, I'd like those. So the latest news right now on the AirPods is that they're going to make them with lightning cable chargers yeah, on see? the end. That's what I was saying. So, yeah, yeah. So, it, so it'll make the phone thinner, but they won't eliminate... I think that's kind of interesting. Um, I, but I don't know. That means you have to, if you have an iPhone, you have to buy Apple specific headphones or wireless headphones so you can Bluetooth it. Uh, there are a lot of pros and cons to that. I mean, but like, I get it. I get why they're doing it. Um. I've been running the iOS 10 beta for some time now. Um, like any beta, still has a ton of glitches. Um, but overall, once they get these bugs fixed, I'm really going to enjoy this. Yeah, I, like, I know you guys started running it, and I'm like, I'm going to hold off. Because I, if I have a bad experience in the beta phase, like that, even like with games, like that sticks with me when I'm playing the main game. And I'm like, oh, man, this is really good. I'm like, oh, man, this is really buggy. So I ended up, like, not using features because they were buggy in the beta phase. So I don't usually like, especially with the phones, I really don't like to mess with the betas on the phone. I get why you guys do it. Um, and I, there's a lot of cool stuff in there, but I just like to wait yeah. for the finished debugged version. And even the debugged versions still have bugs in them. Like, they're patching but, them every two weeks, like, right after release. So yeah. I don't mind waiting for the update. And then interested to see what updates they come out with for the Apple Watch. I know they had OS three. Watch OS 2 or is it Watch OS 3? It's 3. So they announced Watch OS 3. Is that in beta right now? Uh, everything, the public beta goes everything for public beta goes live this month. Okay, cool. Um, so I think it's about a week um, from about a week-ish. Yeah, I think I'm going to try and save up and like get myself an Apple Watch edition for Christmas. I know that's like stupid expensive for no reason, but I really want the edition rose gold Apple Watch. So that's what I'm at, the 44 millimeter one. Because there's 42 and there's 44, right? Mm, 38, 42, I think it is. I thought it was 42. I thought it was either 42 and 44. We can just go to the Apple website and clarify it. Uh, Apple Watch. Um, Bye. Were you looking at the sport or just the Apple Watch itself? The Apple Watch edition. Well, okay. Uh, 
even in the sport version, there's a 38 and a 42. The Apple Watch, just the Apple Watch edition that you're looking at, is 38 and 42 millimeter. So I'll probably go with the 42 millimeter, and that one's like a 900 dollar watch, which is why I got to save it for Christmas mm, for that 700. one. 700. Well, after tax, is 900. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, 699 before tax on the website. Oh, it depends on which kind. Are you getting stainless steel? Because there's stainless steel, and then there's. Well, it depends. Okay, uh, I should say this. Depends on what kind of bracelet link you're on. I think you're also going to get I'm going with, with leather. It. I'm going with the leather one. Shoot. Yeah, don't worry about it. Because, we'll I mean, they're, they're hefty. Like, some of the cheaper ones, the <laughs> ones with the leather bands, before tax is $700. Yeah, I mean, that's what I figured. But then you got the stainless steel with, the you know, a leather strap. Which is also the same price, but then I think there's an entire stainless steel, which that's nine hundred dollars, and then there's some that are like ten thousand dollars. That's the gold, but yeah, my, the man, one of the managers at the Apple Store in Leewood has the ten thousand dollar one. Man, there, there, there's one here, and I think the eight, and they're like eighteen karat gold. Yeah, or the eighteen like karat gold that. ones are like ten thousand dollars. I'm not. I'm not. I'm no. I'm not spending that much money on a watch. I'm spending ten thousand dollars on anything. It's gonna be a Mercedes Benz. It's probably gonna be a down payment on a G wagon. Yeah, let's put ten thousand dollars down on a G wagon. Um, I may. I like if I'm looking at getting an Apple Watch, but I'll probably buy the Sport. Yeah, I mean, like, I'll get to the watch eventually, but I'll probably do something more practical, like get the MacBook Pro, and then start building um, my Mac Studio. Um, and then once that Mac Studio is complete, then get the watcher because I'll upgrade my phone every. I don't know if I upgrade every year, every two years, but every two years save your money. Here's my thing. I don't know because if they're gonna do the plus line every two years, like the like oh here's the seven and the seven plus and the seven pro, seven pro plus. I think you if they're gonna do the yeah because the S pro every other year apart from the yeah if they do if they do the pro every other year I'll just buy that because I don't need a new. I wonder if they'll do the pro along the same time as the S. Because if there's an S Pro, I'll get that. Because you might as well. Then, S Pro Plus, whatever. Then, anyway, what else? I mean, sure, I'm sure that's one thing I wish they would clarify. Anyway, we'll figure it out. Whenever they announce it, we'll we'll know. And then I'm we'll good with my it. SE. I like the size of my SE. I've just gotten too used to this thing. Like when I pick up other people's small, like small ones, I'm like, you're so small, small. Like my hand just feels. And I don't even have big hands like that. I'm not raging on Rondo with gigantic hands. I just fell in love with the size of this phone. I just, I really like it. I feel awkward when I don't have a phone this size in my hand. But I get it. Like I was holding the 6S the other day. I'm like, bro, this, this is. A nice size. I could mess with it, but I just got yeah. used to the size of the plus. It just I'm comfortable. The biggest with I can do is a six S because it's not that much bigger than what I got now. Yes, I'm just comfortable with but, the S the uh, S plus. Anyway, you put yours in your pocket and you don't know how it shattered. That's my problem. Like I'll no, I think honestly it was like a pressure thing. I think I might have sat on it. You exactly because it was a little too big and your jean pockets didn't hold it well enough. No, I think I think honestly I think it's like I made the bad decision of putting it in my back pocket and went to the library i think i don't think it was the phone's fault as much as as absent-mindedness because like usually i'm cognizant of the phone because it's big i'm always like where the heck is my phone and it's there i'm like okay cool i don't want my phone and secondly i just like just having the phone i just like it like especially when i play kingdom Hearts and i play in landscape mode it's amazing well, I mean, that's all you play in. you yeah. have to play in landscape mode yeah i mean, that's what i'm saying but like it's amazing for that games like uh fallout shelter I can just drag across the screen, and I have this huge screen. I love it, bro. I love it. Anyway. Fair enough. That's cool. Fair enough. All right. Um, um, recommendations. I'm going to record, recommend um, Up Down. It's a barcade downtown. Um, it's an amazing place to just go play some pinball, play some classic arcade games. They have, like, real life games like Giant Giant, things like that. Also recommend this guy. He's on YouTube. Everything Apple Pro. He's where I go to, like, brush up on my information. He covers everything from rumors to confirmations, recaps the entire conference. Um, I'm not sure where he's from. He has a bit of an accent, but once you get used to that, 
really, really solid information. Like, and he's always good about updating his videos. So he'll be like, hey guys, in the last video we talked about this. Um, it's now been confirmed, or hey, it's been now denied that this is not happening. Apple put out a statement saying this is not happening. This is what we are doing. So it's really good about keeping you on information and always keeping you updated on what's accurate and what's not accurate. So that's a good guy to follow on YouTube. Everything Apple Pro and Up Down. If you go look up Up Down, Barcade, on any of the Kennedy websites, go check it out on a Friday, Saturday night. Check it out on First Fridays. It's always a good time. It's popping on First Fridays. Yeah, it's a really, really good time on First Fridays. So That's a get, Kansas City location, guys, uh, so not everybody will be able to make it. We're yeah. sorry. And then look City. up local barcades in your area because we went to one in Omaha, and it was a pretty cool Ooh, place. It was nice. It was nice. a lot of Street Fighter, hung out with some cool people, played some uh, Tekken. We some got in Street Fighter. Yeah. Although that game in uh, of uh, The NBA? single best game of NBA Jam I've ever played uh, in my life. Double we overtime, uh, wins with the shot. Your boys in the building. It was great. Oh, we yeah. went, we went in on that game. I'm, I'm surprised we came out with that W. Oh, so good, such a fun time. But yeah, check out local barcades in the area, man. Support local businesses. Support local. Support local brands. Uh, matter of fact, I throw one more out there. Uh, big shout out to Made Mob. Uh, a lot of people always ask, "Oh man, y'all like that shirt? Where you get it?" I get a lot of clothes from H and M. One, cause they're cheap. Two zoomies because I got the discount, and three made mob. They don't hook me up like I pay for everything they put out, but their content's super cool. They're a major KC brand, but they just launched um, Made Mob Worldwide out of um, Melbourne, Australia. Shout out to my boy Sky, we're heading up the worldwide team. Um, shout out to Mark and the whole team over there at Made Mob. Go check them out. It's M A D E M O B B. Dot com made mob wasn't that the that wasn't the launch party we had gone to at one percent was it yeah it was the one okay, percent party we went to man that was the weekend of my birthday too yeah that was a good time man so we definitely uh, was a little interesting but yeah, it was good though messing with that heavy anyway um look you gave three recommendations that's enough to yeah I mean if you want to cut like, like you alright cool well hey we really appreciate you guys sticking with us thank you for listening we really appreciate the love and support you guys give us we're done to be putting out more content for you guys to enjoy we really enjoy it. thank you for riding with us also want to give a big shout out to our partners over at Jouet.co we're going to get Mondi back on the show he's a creator stylist designer owner at Jouet.co so we're going to have him back on the podcast to talk more about the company what they're doing with that brand how they're trying to get it out there we're going to come up with some even more about nothing cross Jouet shirts we're really going to get that we're going to get that off um, hope you guys like the content so if you want to buy it we'll let you know where to get that stuff um, anything else um, follow us on Twitter um, even more about podcast no. one E-Man podcast one E-Man podcast one what's the Instagram uh, E-Man Podcast 1 as well. Cool. And then email us at? Even more about nothing at gmail.com. Cool. And then. We need to get that Instagram going. Yeah. And then we. It's live, but we need We to also need to. We're going to try and make sure we get the Even More About Nothing Network YouTube page. Um, so. It's, get, it's live, but no, it's we need not. To change, I changed the name to like Even More About Nothing or the About Nothing Network. And then we're going to start posting even more about Nothing Podcasts and even more about games and even more about anime. So we need to make sure we can get that domain of even, About Nothing Network. That might be the good. ABN. ABN.com. AboutNothingNetwork.com. You might do that. All right, cool. We'll figure it out. All right, guys. Appreciate it. You guys have a good night. See you. This is a dangerous